based of based. Was he the anyway. Native American who did the? Um, uh, they did some kind of occupation of land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he was at the second wounded knee. In '73, he also was in Last of the Mohicans. He tore Congress a new asshole. He lost the Libertarian Party vote by only one vote, and that was the Ron Paul. No shame there. And he declared Lakota Nation independent the same day that Kosovo declared independence, just to make it harder for the U.S. to recognize Kosovo without recognizing the fucking country inside their own country. <clears throat> uh, he was just awesome. Good all around. The freedom to be responsible. Uh, he was just awesome. Always say. We want the freedom to have responsibilities. If you take away responsibilities, then you become a broken dependency state. He's right on everything. He hated the BIA. You know who the Bureau of Indian Affairs says the BIA? The head of the BIA was when Russell Means' buttonhead was with him? No. Who? One of the worst people in the world. John McCain. Ooh, that's... Why? Right? Yeah. Why the fuck is John McCain the head of the Bureau of Indian Affairs? Like, he gives a shit, right? Go sell some secrets to the Viet Cong. <laughs> it was John McCain. That was, like, that was the head of the BIA. BIA shouldn't exist. We used to joke, it's called bossing Indians around. But they, they moved it out of the little history of the BIA for everybody. They moved it out of the War Department, which is now renamed the Defense Department. They put it in the Department of Interior. But it originated in the War Department because that's what it was about, kicking Indians off the land from one pretext to another. Another quick history. It, at a certain point, it became unfashionable or just outright impossible to get away with just riding up and shooting people like they used to because the world community wouldn't stand for that so you have to come become more clever if you want to take people's land so they would trump up all these environmental or scientific preservation this and that you know pretext to go grab large chunks of land out west teddy roosevelt was famous for that i'm the great preserver he didn't give a fuck about nature <laughs> they just wanted land that the forest reserve and park service and stuff could use and not have to compete uh, with market competition for forestry and logging and whatnot, they could just, you know, say, oh, no one's allowed to use this until they want to use it, and then they use it, and they don't have to compete with anybody. And the Indians never get royalty rights or anything. And the BIA serves as a way to bottleneck court cases for, like, class action lawsuits on royalties and things until and make it so slow that the plaintiffs are dead before they ever dead. see their day in court. You Shitty become stuff a, like that. Except for one guy. Robert Yellowtail was a lawyer in Montana from the Crow Reservation who lived to be 106 years old. Got his day in court and won millions of dollars. Because he outlived all his enemies. And they ran out of excuses and the BIA actually had to do a fucking trial. But they usually don't. <laughs> you know? Anyway, I hate the BIA. And there's a really great speech by Russell Means, about the BIA and some other things uh, in Congress. And guess who he's talking to? This is a fucking, this is just even better. The, the, the person he has to address was Joe Biden. So, of course, nothing. He just 
uh-huh, uh-huh, that sounds great and did nothing, right? <laughs> John McCain and Joe, Joe Biden, that's who they had to deal with. Yeah, that sounds like the Unreal. worst person to deal with, uh, honestly. The only one... They don't know anything about Native stuff, like, nothing. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> the, the only people that dealt with John McCain the correct way was the Viet Cong. Well, I will never forgive Vietnam for releasing him five times. But... Yeah, that's like worse than the Wuhan uh, flu. <laughs> yeah, it really was. He was a, the pale horse from Revelations or whatever. But I guess he's from Arizona. And they're like, lots of Indians live in Arizona. So we'll just make this guy. I don't know what made him qualified to be head of the BIA at all. It doesn't really matter who's in there. It's always some shithead. So. It's done nothing right from its inception. It's when Ron Paul was talking about all these departments he was going to get rid of. I'm like, the BIA, the BIA, get rid of that one. Get rid of that one first. <laughs> it's so useless. It's up there with like the Department of Education and the Department of Commerce are so silly. The education and commerce are going to happen anyway. You don't need a department to to do that. <laughs> you know, like. We had public school and all that all the way up until, what, 1979, I think, is when the Department of Ed comes in. Like, there was no school before that. Yeah. There obviously it, was. But, like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, uh, well, didn't uh, the Department of Education also standardize the, uh, the curriculum and what was being taught and the tests? So, this is, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. So, I'll, I'll tell you the two things it does one is it made education into indoctrination we're going to under the guise of standardization whatever it's really i'm going to control what you can read and what you can think and say secondly and this might be worse than that i don't know the whole student loan gambit is the department of ed borrowing money and then loaning it out at a higher interest rate than what they borrowed it from for uh, for guaranteed student loans so anybody, regardless of qualifications, can get saddled with debt. And they figure like, well, I have to because if I don't go to college, I fail. If I go to college, you know, I'll fail later. I'll try and figure it out, whatever. Um, and they've made, it's got to be near, maybe even a fucking trillion in college debts out there. And they don't categorize this such because it's a department. Uh, but if you were to include it, they've made as much money as Google and Apple. So they're a top tier. I think there would have been like third. This is before Corona. Now I guess it would be Pfizer and all the big pharma companies. But it used to be Google, Apple, the Department of Education. Like that was the big heavy hitters. You know, they're just making money. Under the theme of education, it had nothing to do with education. They're just charging students exuberant uh, amounts. And, of course, all these universities raise their prices because they're like, well, if the loans are guaranteed and we know everyone can get a loan, then we're going to raise the price, duh. And they do. Yeah, it's like a giant subsidy to huh. the college system. Huh. Um, and they don't understand that. Same thing with like green energy and stuff. Like if you subsidize stuff, you just make it more expensive. Because people are aware that you're subsidizing it. Oh, well, I know the government's going to give you X amount. So this is the new price. 
<laughs> it's such a the Lincoln model doesn't work. Or does it work? Because you yeah. you create a bunch of debt well, slaves that uh, can't really fight for their rights because they need to pay down their student debt to be and keep their house and <laughs> they're in a really yeah. sh shitty situation and yeah. they put themselves there uh, by themselves by believing propaganda about you need to go to college and uh, yeah when you're right. 18 and dumb take up the biggest most impactful loan of your life to go to some shitty right. college they've never had a course on economics until after you get to college they don't teach economics in high school you know they teach home ec and what's that it's like a cooking class they don't teach basic economics, which blows my mind because you have math, right? You have math classes in school, more complex than economics, actually. Um, some high schools go up to calculus, at least, statistics and things like that, trig, algebra two, geometry, and algebra one. I think that's the standard high school stuff, right? And I think you have to at least get through algebra two. I don't know if you need trig or... I don't remember the requirements, whatever. Um, how could, how the fuck, like, one of the questions for people who hate math, like, what do I need this for? Uh, economics. Like, that's where you apply this. And I guess physics and some other things, of course. But this is where you could get students interested and say, well, the reason you need to know this and that is for economic forecasts, trading on the stock market, running a business, you know. Yeah, t today's lessons is on usury and how you're going to be affected by it. That's yeah, that would be should, useful. You should teach them about interest rates, money supply, stuff like that. How to diversify. You know. I mean, they're walking out of there barely knowing how to balance a checkbook or what a bank even does because they hide all the knowledge that's valuable, and they just the. You spend hours and hours on end reading fucking Macbeth and Hamlet and <laughs> fictional stories in English class or whatever, and you spent zero time on economics for four years all through high school. And then even when they get to college, the economic class they have is what we call economics for English majors, which means it's so watered down that why do you have this pisses me off this we're still talking about education from last time this pissed me off about college you have all these required courses because you have to have a certain amount of credits in this that and the other thing and then you have to have mostly in your major so let's say if i major in history i gotta have i don't know remember what it was, 50 credits or something of history classes however i also have to have at least uh three years of a foreign language and this much math and this much that and this much that so i have to take all this other stuff for like the first two years of college it's only the last two where i could really dig into history right um the problem with that because i understand they're like well we want well-rounded individual i'm like no because that's not what happens if you force people to take subjects they're not interested in and whatever, not going to use, not apt at, and so on. And you're doing that on, in mass, then you just end up with a philosophy class or an economics class full of people who don't want to be there and aren't very good at it. So the pace and the quality and everything gets lowered down to the level that they can pass it.
uh, which just ruin, just waste the time for the people in that class who are interested in it. So anyway, it's had like a psychology 101, philosophy 101 or something, kind of a waste of your day because half the room's retarded and, you know, at that subject at least. And you're just wasting your time. You have to wait till you get rid of all those people and the class gets smaller that you can actually dive into philosophy, psychology, or I just, as example, you know, or whatever it is you're really doing, art and whatever. You got to get rid of all the... Uh, people taking it just because they have to have the credits crowd, right? Which is a stupid way. Like, if you force people to have to do it, you're just lowering the quality of the class. When that happens, they don't care about your education. It's all about money. You look at the textbook industry, right? The, I, when I was in school, it was like a $100 textbook. Probably more than probably 150 now, with the inflation and everything. And what they'll do is they'll change, like, a sentence and then issue a new textbook so that you have to, the, the freshmen or whatever come in and have to get a, another one. They can't buy their book from the former students or the students that are just a grade above them or whatever because they changed it a little bit. And now you got to have that one. Yeah, uh, Although I have two that they rotate back and forth. So stupid. Just to overprice books that you're forced to buy because it's part of the course. And you can't buy them used or whatever. When yeah. the internet came around, the students started selling their old books like that, you know? Dude, we used to just copy so, them too. You would just get one book and then spend a day at the copy machine. And you'd get that done. <laughs> well, or, high tech. Uh, but, but, uh, we, have a, we have a super chat, but it's for five uh, Libri uh, tokens. Okay. Uh, from stress. Oh, so like five cents? Yeah. I, I don't know, but let's just see. Uh, it's about. Okay, it's about ten cents it's, maybe. It's on t topic, so we'll allow it. Okay. Uh, stress says, "Lol, as an engineer, I remember at Texas Tech they had to make a special calculus class for the business college kids because too many of them kept failing the math department's calculus class. So they have to have remedial right. math." For the business people basically <laughs> yeah they did the same thing at William and Mary there was like physics for uh, English majors or whatever literature people or something and how does English major used to be the most useless thing but it's like mid-tier now with all the stupid crap they made up with women's studies and all this stuff but like okay you have to take this physics course and it's not really a physics course. It's like another high school class. It's that level. Just so that they can pass it. Yeah. So what's the point? Yeah, they... You uh... know? Well, you sell more sell more textbooks and stuff. You know, that's one point. But I'll tell you another fucked up thing they do is they sell more parking passes than they have parking spaces. So that they guarantee that every day, whoever's last to come will not have a parking spot. But there's parking spots, but you ain't allowed to park in them. You see, they just have a bunch of parking spots right next to the ones you can use that you're not supposed to use, and people will park there anyway, and then they get tickets. But they have to, because they have to go to class or whatever. It's like, but I bought a pass, but that doesn't guarantee me a spot. Like, oh, I'm number 14, and I parked there. No, it's just there's a bunch of passes, first come, first serve, and there's always more passes than 
spots. So it's guaranteed revenue. Every day, someone has to be last, and they're going to get a ticket. And they just go by there all day, every day, getting tickets for people, just kids. And those people are little Nazis, too, because if you don't pay, they'll take your car or your truck. And for every day that it sits on the lot is like an eighty to hundred dollar fee, that which is more than your fucking ticket, you know, your impound fee, and you get to the point where you can just steal their car because they can't pay the impound fee, then it just adds up and up and up till you end up owing thousands of dollars. You're like, well, fuck, I should just buy another car. I mean, you guys stole my car over a damn fifty dollar ticket or something, and now you got an impound fee. It's just. That that stuff make you want to shoot somebody. You can't steal a car for a fifty dollar ticket and be like, "Oh, that's gonna cost you a thousand to get it off the lot." Well, I don't have a thousand. Well, it's gonna be two thousand tomorrow, three thousand day after that. They're just stealing your property. At every level, there's somebody trying to bleed you for money. Whether it's books, uh, whether it's uh, parking fees, They're, you're just a cash yep. cow to be squeezed, right? You're a product. Yeah. University is a business. It's not there to pass on the knowledge from one generation to the next. Whatever. They're there to indoctrinate you, squeeze all your money out, run you into debt, and send you into the world worse off than when you came in. That's the reality of a lot of colleges. And the shit they teach you just isn't worth it. Like, this is what you should do. Go to community college. Go to a university at the summer school classes or night school where they're not squeezing out all your cash and stuff and you're just learning the subject and that's that audit a class whatever if you need to know it i'm thinking of doing that if i ever go back to the u.s i just want to take a course on ancient rome because that is the one kind of gap i have in world history and i am curious about it but I, fuck, if I'm going back to university, I'll just go to night school, audit the class, no grade, nothing, just here to learn the stuff about Rome, that's all. Yeah, they, you can get educated like that. Community colleges are also nothing to just shit on or whatever. It's um, same info for less money, you know. It's only the upper classes at a university, your 301s and above, that are serious. All your I-have-to-do-credit classes are just like an extension of high school, in my opinion. <clears throat> yeah. You know, you got math classes for idiots, literature classes for idiots, language classes for idiots, you know. And sports management I mean, I passed, for uh, athletes. I passed the French exam somehow, right? And I can't speak French. I guess I sort of used to be able to, but it was like, Oh, we had, I just had to speak French for maybe 10 minutes. Actually, only five, because half the time they're talking back, you know. And just, I don't know, maybe it was a little longer than that. But it was, it's something that if you cram for, you have to speak some French. But if you cram for a couple of weeks, you can kind of just memorize sets of shit you need to say if they ask you this or this or this and just like if he says this i'm gonna say that kind of that kind of game and get through it without really knowing the language you know which yeah. is sort of what i did <laughs> well yeah i had the same experience with german in in high school because uh yeah it's mandatory that you learn a, a third language 
and uh yeah i like i know german words but i don't know german uh, right well it, see my thing was i had had a couple years of french in high school at boarding school then i went to a different a public school and didn't take it i wanted to take japanese believe it or not and then I was enrolled in a class to take Japanese at William & Mary and the teacher died or something. And so that was canceled, but the French classes were full and the da, 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 whatever. So I ended up, there was a gap of almost six years since high school, I took as like freshman in high school or whatever, that I hadn't had any French. And I suddenly I had qualified for French three, but that, that's like when I knew it well. I knew it better when I was like 15 than when I was 20, you know. So anyway, I got crammed in there. I told the French teacher what the deal was, that I just needed to get this damn course to graduate. And somehow I got a D or saying, may I made it. And that was my goal. I was like, I just need to get a D. I think I got a C minus. Actually, I did pretty good on the oral or not oral on the written stuff. So whatever, but it was weird. It was like coming back to me, but that guy helped me a lot. The teacher would like, I definitely got asked the easiest stuff in class and stuff. It feels obvious. I was like, oh, oh well. Yeah. It's just silly. I'm like, and, and then do I use that today in Japan speaking French? No. Cool. Did I plan on ever using it? No. <laughs> well, you use it or you lose it. So if you have no need for right. French, then you're not going to remember it. But use it where? No, I lived in Hatteras. Nobody speaks French. You know what I mean? Who, who am I talking to? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. well. Like, uh, where yeah, would you? I, I wanted to use it. Yeah, I had, like, a friend that I talked French to for a while, an au pair. And, um... That's, that's essentially all I still remember is the stuff I have actually said, you know, a bunch of times. I don't remember most of it. But you're right, use it or lose it. That's that's definitely true with language. I think that's true with mathematics, too. Um, there's a lot of geometry and stuff I've forgotten because I don't use all of it. But I definitely used to do it, knew it, do it real well, but I don't know now. Use it or lose it. Anyway, um, we weren't even planning to talk about education. Just got on a rant on higher ed. It is such a ripoff nowadays. And I think it's, there's such a, you need to go to college and get a liberal education. And you're like, okay, great. But diminishing returns, at what price? Is it better to say, no, I'm, if, I, if it's going to cost me, $80,000 or something to get an education. I think I'll just keep the 80 grand and go start a business. Yeah, well, uh, the, uh, we'll just live on it. The, there <laughs> is a, there is an interesting thing that happened in uh, South Africa due to discrimination. So after the ANC uh, came into power, they, uh, the other ANC. Yes. Yes. African not, National Congress. Yes. Not after not <laughs> ANC report. Uh, but after the ANC came into power, they basically banned whites from having positions in the government or in large businesses. 
And what that uh, did was that it, it made all the whites become independent businessmen with small businesses of their own, and they became richer mm -hmm. as a result of that policy discriminating against them. So there, that's what happened to Jews in Europe. They were forbidden from owning land and doing this and that. So they got into banking and independent business and got even wealthier. Yeah. Yeah. The model doesn't work. That's racist as hell. Oh, you're white. You're not allowed to work here. <laughs> yes. That's what they did. That is screwed. I understand not letting gingers or something in because they're all crazy. But, you know, just white, that's a pretty broad category. Uh, you know, they did that with farmers. They were kicking farmers off their land because they're the wrong color. And they didn't replace them with black farmers. They just replaced them with blacks. Not realizing that farming to scale is, a, is skilled labor. Oh. So people just got in and had shortages because they didn't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, uh, we got some drama news here uh, from uh, an Entropy chat, uh, Josh R. for okay. $6. And Sweet. He says, Pete Canones left the Libertarian Institute. Y'all should do a show together. You're definitely the two biggest bomb throwers in the space. Tar slash feather <laughs> Fauci cactus. Tar feather Fauci. I wonder what happened there. Oh. Um. Dave Smith. Well, I'll I don't know. I'm speculating, but <laughs> no, I think they're buddies. Um, <sighs> I don't want to add to the drama, but I know that he had a shit fest. Or okay, his new wife or fiance or whatever had a shit fest with some of the um, libertarians on Twitter. And to to be fair, a lot of libertarians who are actually anarchists on Twitter are professional shit posters and that's about it and they do not get on people's nerves and he of course defends his woman and they're all like what the fuck pete and then because she was wrong in this argument they were having but she's a woman so in her mind she's never wrong and uh <clears throat> so he defends her and then he started backpedaling and i was like well you just made two mistakes you know you do it or don't don't, don't do it and then reverse now you made everybody mad. So I don't know. It could have been her. It could be he's just, you know, tired of it and whatever. I don't know. Well, I liked his show, Beyond the Wall. Yeah, uh, Josh, I did, I did R, Josh R provides a, a supplicant. No, a, a supplement. Another comment, which is he's not an anarchist. <laughs> Peter? Yeah. Oh, Josh isn't? Yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Josh I... says that Pete isn't an anarchist, so he might. Oh, yeah, I know. So that, that could be why, because he's not an anarchist. Yeah. So, it, you know, and I look, I get the fuck the state and all that, but to, is, as being funny, just like racial jokes can be funny. But if you're being serious, <laughs> that's such a LARP, right? You have a state. And even if you say, well, we'll just make our own organizations to handle things like the property disputes and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, what would that organization be called? Well, it would be an organization like like a court, you know, because oh, now you're at government again. But they automatically go back to minarchy because you're going to have to have some way. You can't just have dog eat dog. You're going to have to have some sort of institutions, right? 
for, oh, we'll just have a bunch of private police. And I'm like, well, how are you going to enforce contract laws? Everyone's just going to be nice. Like, you got to be an enforcement arm to protect people from fraud. Are you going to have a national defense? Are you going to have a border? Are you going to have this? You know, that. Uh, and they go right back to minarchy. Well, if you're a minarchist, you're not an anarchist because you have a state. It's just smaller than the one you had last time or whatever, which is the libertarian position is just keep the state out of the marketplace. Don't pick winners and losers. Don't don't give welfare and subsidies and stuff. The state is supposed to be a referee. They're not supposed to pick a side. Yeah, and it's just supposed and to. And some would argue well, it's inevitable that this they will not be a referee, that it becomes a coach and ends up picking one their team over the others or whatever. I would say no, because America and other places showed that you can do it. America had a libertarian-style government from its inception on up until Lincoln, who ruined everything. Yeah, but... Jeffersonian spirit. A lot of problems in the U.S. today could be uh, fixed if the U.S. would enforce uh, antitrust laws and would actually go after a lot of these big actors that have, uh, like, vacuum up the entire market by doing a strategy of selling their services for 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 less than it costs them to provide. So, like... Or... We wouldn't even need antitrust laws if they didn't help facilitate and create these monopolies in the first place with government favoritism, you know, uh, protectionism, regulatory capture, subsidies, government contracts, all that. They, you know, they wouldn't, it wouldn't get to the point where you need a Sherman Antitrust Act because they wouldn't have such large uh, corporate conglomerates. The differentiation in a lot of economic spheres is so vast that Nobody could gain a monopoly with a few exceptions. If your industry is so complicated and so expensive, and I'm thinking of something like a nuclear power plant or something, there might be only one or two people who can build them, right? Then uh, I have separate arguments for that, but that's where it's like, okay, it's not as simple as somebody selling T-shirts, right? Anybody else can make a T-shirt. It is impossible for somebody to make a T-shirt that is so kick-ass that they monopolize the entire T-shirt industry. You just can't. Well, have you right? seen the Three Wolf T-shirt? That's I'd, I'd argue. Well, I know that there's this one with the A and C bird on black. It's pretty fucking awesome. But uh... boycott Israel is always a head turner. I would say. If you're, attention... it really is. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, it really oh. is. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I got uh, like seven of them, one for every day of the week. But you know what I mean? For like nobody can make a cheeseburger that's so great. It's better than all the other ones and monopolize the burger industry or something. But as your item or whatever or your service gets more complicated, like power lines and things like this or um, – or like a payment processor, for example, then it gets fewer and fewer competition. And that's where you can get, uh, possibly get a monopoly naturally. Yeah. The state should come in and bust that up. Yeah, because on the internet, it's it, it has benefits to be the only place for a certain thing. That, that uh, to be the only video hosting uh, company in the world makes you the third largest search engine in the world, which is YouTube, because they're the only ones uh, offering free video hosting like that. 
in that manner. Right. But Google is bleeding money to create YouTube. And Google gets money from states. A lot of Google is put afloat directly from money from communist China and Saudi Arabia and so on. They're getting money from governments. So it's not a market. If a lot of your cash flow comes from government who gets it from taxes, that's force. That's not capitalism. No, it is capitalism. The shitty kind. It's not free market capitalism. It's crony capitalism. And Google gets a lot of cronyism from these jet spots. Which is, and uh, it's not just that. Like, I think you and I were discussing this earlier about the gain, the goal is power more than it is wealth. Yeah. Like, they just wanted money. YouTube doesn't make money, it loses money. But they control information. Yeah, and they especially and they don't. And what. Yeah, and they especially don't make money by banning people. That's. Right. That goes against so their. It's, it's this whole like, oh, it's the profit model, you greedy libertarians. Are right. No, it's not for profit. Profit would tell you to do the opposite. You get all the influencers, you know, the more shit slinging, the better. No, they want control of information. That motive is ideological. We all know who the protected classes are. We all know who they're aiming to destroy. Yeah. It was so funny. Joe Rogan had this clip. He said, yeah, I think it was with Jordan Peterson. They're talking about, well, there's just certain things you're not allowed to criticize. He goes, well, even groups, you know, whether it's the blacks, Hispanics, the Asians. And he left one out. And I'm like, you cannot even say that you cannot say about this group. That's how protected it is. He talked about the trans and the gays and the this and that. And I'm like, and? And you're not going to say it. He couldn't even say that you can't even say it. That's how protected it is. You know he knows. He used to live in California and around Hollywood. Yeah. He definitely knows. And Peterson knows. Because that is the, that is the uh, third rail, the electric rail, or whatever, that you, you touch that, you're out, you're pissing on the electric fence, you know. And, you know, I just rain pee on that fence all day, every day. That's why I'm not allowed on anything. <laughs> yes. Someone has to. Someone's going to be that guy that doesn't wear a mask. Well, it's it's way, well, it's uh, it's like uh, in the Bible with the prophets, uh, the prophets that flattered the king, and made prophecies beneficial to his reign, they were called false prophets. Later, uh, the prophets that actually did critique the king, and made uh, salient geopolitical points, uh, they were persecuted, but they were known as prophets yeah. uh, afterwards. So right, if you, after the dead, yeah, if you flatter power, <laughs> you'll make money. If you don't flatter power, you, you'll be persecuted. You end up like Julian Assange. Yeah, yeah, the same dynamic plays out today. It's just like we use different words now. Now it's a journalist and... Uh... Man, Edward Snowden had a message like, you're in the dystopian nightmare. You're not becoming it. It's on, right? Yeah. He is such a black bill, but necessary because he's right. That's more important. You can't fix the blackness of the pill unless you know you got to have your your uh, Rowdy Piper glasses on, you know. 
if you can't identify the problem, you'll never have, be able to fix it, and it'll get worse and worse. Yeah. They Live. If you haven't seen the movie They Live, you should. Low budget, but uh, John Carpenter film, by the way. Same guy that did Big Trouble in Little China, one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, I recommend it. Kurt Russell is in that. Oh, he escaped L.A. Yeah. Uh, oh, escape from L.A., now more uh, <laughs> prophetic than ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> what a title. <laughs> we, we really are fleeing to Texas. So, like, just leave your dumb blue ideas in California where you got them. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, that is one of the states that first uh, – yeah, oh, here, speaking of the thing, we're going to talk about the – this is sad, but – Oh, yeah. That's... Another mass grave of Native Americans was found in Canada, 93 graves. And I was just thinking California was the last state in the Union to stop the boarding school process. Which was, the boarding school is uh, euphemism for murder, basically. And genocide, cultural genocide, and killing children. Thousands of thousands, 130 something thousand. This is the US and Canada put together, but over 130,000 Indian children were taken from their homes, sent to boarding school. They cut their hair off. They made them wear uniforms. They wouldn't let them speak the native languages, wouldn't let them practice native religion. If they did, they'd beat them. Most of these, all, not most, all of these were religious divinity school, hardcore Christian types. They starved them to death. Uh, and because of malnutrition, a lot of them died from diseases, measles, and things like that. They beat them to death. There was physical abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse, especially to the women, uh, trying to break the Indian and turn them into good little Anglican Christians or Catholics or whatever. That's still Christian. This is not Anglican at all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They um, beat them to death. And so they, and little kids, man, like six to all the way up to high school. The older ones got more of the, the, the sexual abuse. Yeah, they but got the brunt of it, you could say. They could fight back a little, so they really needed to break these people. It's buck breaking. Buffalo breaking, whatever you want to call it. Fuck you, fucking motorcycle. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah uh... So, I, yeah, I realize they can't hear me because they're, how could you hear anything when you're like, they fucking, you know, I think they do that because it vibrates their pussy. Oh, since their whole body is a vagina, they love riding a motorcycle. Well, anyway, yeah, <laughs> I hate, I hate noisemakers. Yeah. 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 But, but, I don't care if you ride a bike and it's got like a normal level of sound, but that you could hear that motherfucker, right? Like, what? It's so obnoxious, dude. But uh, but you talked about this on press TV today, right? Yes, I did. I had it was about the Canadian great. See, this if you if these ninety three turn out to be um, more graves of children, and they will be because every time it always starts like this and then gets verified, right? Including that, that would be 1,967 uh, mass graves found of children just in Canada. And I would point out, I didn't say this on Press TV, because you're such a limited time. 
they've only done ground penetrating radar on 17 sites and there's 21 more that they haven't even looked at and they've real of those 17 they've only looked at one big school and that's where they found 751 mass graves or graves not one mass grave 751 at one school that you know was still there uh but it's nearly a thousand people all in one location so when they, if they hit these other 21 sites and they hit the big schools ah you know it's we know that they killed 10 10,000 or more just in Canada at these boarding schools. And this was going on in the 20th century. I mean, it starts, it goes from the 18th to the 20th century. If you think about this, this is hundreds of years of genocide. Yeah, they slowly just grabbing people's children. Yeah, they, they had mm -hmm. similar policies in Norway, uh, these uh, so called assimilation efforts where they put them in boarding schools and re refused uh, and, and beat them if they spoke their own language. And so this was all the rage at that time was assimilation. Like we have to make these people just like us. That was the thought behind it. Well, the threat was they're not authoritarian and they don't listen to us. I mean, that's a large reason why they didn't have native slaves is because they would rather die. What are the natives called in Norway again? Is it the Salmi? The Sami. Sami. They're they're fun. Uh, they're Sami. fun, short, uh, and uh, black-haired and um, uh, black-eyed people or brown-eyed people who uh, raise uh, reindeer and uh, ride snow scooters, snowmobiles. Based. Snowmobiles. I believe uh, Ramsey Paul's co-host was a Sami. It might be. She dyed her hair red, though, and I was having a hard time not making ginger jokes. Uh, well, yeah. aren't you aren't you afraid that this is going to be used as a way to collectively blame uh, uh, white people for the crimes of their government? Yeah, and that's you know even Press TV asked me about the you know should they have reparations and thing. I was like, oh no 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 no. I said, well. It's a complex situation because you should acknowledge the crime and how wrong it was and everything. And on your own, you could, I don't know, donate or whatever. But you cannot collectively punish people today that had nothing to do with it just for looking like other people who participated in this. Because even while it was going on, the majority of white people had nothing to do with it. It was just these religious schools that were doing this crap backed by the government, right? Um, yeah, it's not, I mean, what do you do though? Like it's wrong to punish people collectively as a race. It's wrong to punish people generations removed from those that committed the crime, but it's also wrong to be like, yeah, that was bad. It sucks for you. Something ought to be done. And my suggestion was we'll give them sovereignty as they've always wanted the right to their own dirt and their own laws and you know I, I, these welfare states and all this altruistic crap it never ends up doing what they say it's going to do and i explained that on press tv like how they'll say under the auspice of helping indians whatever it's just some profiteering racket every time right yeah. oh they, we're not preserving this land for ourselves this is for indians all 10 of them or something and you know 
even like you remember the uh was i guess it's only a year or so two years ago when they were building a pipeline that crossed some native land and everyone's like get that pipe out of here yeah the keystone xl and, uh, uh uh dakota and, pipeline what i yeah yeah and i'm thinking whoa, whoa, wait a minute other countries are fighting to get the pipeline to go through their territory. You get you money. You benefit from that. Yeah, you get. Yeah. you get rental <laughs> uh, rights. That's uh, that's why. <laughs> that's why uh, Ukraine is opposed to the Nord Stream too, because right. it will deprive them of money, because they have pipelines too. It goes around too. them. Yeah. Exactly. It's great and for I'm thinking, you. No, you. Like. Yeah, yeah. This would have been great for the Dakota. Like Lakota, just. Dude, it's underground anyway. It's not hurting the environment. Like, it just zips through a pipe. Take it and charge on it. You live off that. No. You know, it's because it's just so fun to have outrage culture, right? That's going through Indian land. It's going through everyone else's land, too. But okay. Um, yeah. And but this is the thing when you look at the Keystone Pipeline protest, how many Indians did you see protesting the stuff that, about Indian land? About five percent. Yeah, about <laughs> all these outraged white liberal ladies <laughs> speaking on someone else's behalf, right? And a lot of these so-called Indians that were of that five percent were, I would put them in the pretendian class, people who are you know, the 60th or something Indian or whatever. Well, I mean, we have our shit libs too. Um, <laughs> I love the meme. It's like <laughs> the Indian word for someone that can't hunt, can't fish, can't fight vegetarian. <laughs> but, uh, um, it's shit libs. And they love that, man. It's like, oh, let me help the poor widow red man, the poor widow black man, the poor widow whatever. And they're like, fuck off. We got this. I want the pipeline. <laughs> it's money. Yeah, who doesn't want economic development and a, a basically yeah, a monthly check with money to your community that you can use to improve? Yeah. And, and also, like... It, uh, so uh, one of their arguments was like, uh, oh, it's going to burst and destroy the drinking water. Like, there are ways to do pipelines safely and securely. You could just lobby to have, like, national well, look, secure. Like, if, if it bursts and ruins the drinking water, then guess who has to pay? The oil companies. Yes. You know? I mean, if, they, if it breaks, they don't want it to break. They're going to lose their oil. They don't want it to leak. Same reason. And if it does, they have to pay out their ass. It's it's a win-win, you know. Unless it completely breaks and floods everything, that's not gonna happen. Like that, the, the only time that you have a bit really bad oil spill like that is at sea, where the drums or something fly off the boat. The pipes leaking oil, you turn the pipe off. Yeah. And you also know immediately because the the pressure in the pipeline decreases, so right like you know oh something's pressure wrong. drop turn it off yeah exactly. 
Mm. In Ukraine, at least the steam too. <laughs> oh, ah, we should probably so talk corrupt. about Ukraine. So, uh, oh, can I correct myself? Because yeah, I, I already covered um, the Native American boarding school stuff on Press TV, so I'll just publish that on Substack. Yeah, and I mean, I showed the article. I, I can talk about that all day. The, the Dawes Act, Religious Crimes Act. I've walked through it. I wrote papers about it in college. My brother does archaeology on native sites. and like this is, it, I'm passionate about it. I care about it. But I just talked about this like an hour ago. So I'm kind of like, yeah. why did I do that? I yeah. do it again. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I want to correct something I said about uh, Ukraine. And uh, it mm -hmm. was that so uh, I said that uh, the Ukrainians put uh, missile batteries on their border capable of launching nukes. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that is something they had planned that the Russians got uh, a whiff of because nobody does anything in Ukraine without Russia knowing because Ukraine is really corrupt and uh, they have a lot of ties. So, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Russia, no, Ukraine hasn't put those missile batteries there yet, but they've put them in Poland and Romania, and they, the plan is to do it in Ukraine too. And that's, that's missiles that could travel to Moscow in uh, six minutes, I think, which is not acceptable yeah, they put the, um, for <clears throat> Russia. It's like when they put the THAAD system in South Korea, uh, you know, to intercept North Korea. And like, no, that's for China. Come on. You know it is. Yeah. And my favorite was the ballistic missile defense shield. They're missiles, so they're offense. That they put in Poland uh, because of the threat from, get, get this, Iran. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that excuse never, <laughs> never held water at all. Anyone no, who's not no. a total idiot. Like, the only ones saying that are propagandists who are paid to say that. Nobody believes that. Like, I'll you... tell you why they're so scared. Um, they, okay, Russia has hypersonic now. Yes. U.S., US other than uh, the, from air-to-air -air missiles, I think, or air-to-ground, they have some... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Not supersonic, right? The one below hyper. But they don't have, they have subsonic everything else, mostly. And uh, too slow. Cruise missiles and stuff that they fired in Syria, subsonic, very easy to intercept. I think the Sidewinder and the Hellfire are the only supersonic, and they're not a ground to air anyway. So that's you'd have to get within range with a plane, which you could slap down with an S-400 anyway. So... In the, even though the U.S. has more firepower, it's so much slower that it's interceptable. Uh, there, you could, the U.S. could use subsonic low altitude at a short range and hit things, but whatever. Anyway, my point is, hypersonic is unblockable. And so they just blow up whatever they want. There's nothing you can do. They're just going to hit you with it. And Russia's got it. Yeah. They put all their stats into anti-air and one sweet ass missile. 
<laughs> hit you with all day. Yeah, and uh, basically, yeah. if if Ukraine tries to put those missile batteries on the border, they will they will just uh, call Ukraine and say, yeah, in one hour those are gone, so you should evacuate your personnel, and then they're gonna blow it up. Yeah, that hypersonic is cannot. It's there's no counterpunch to it. Is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, you can Other you, than the ICBM nuke or something like. Yeah. There's a yeah the like but even in total war it's gonna destroy like the you can't do missile defense for it it's too fast mm -hmm. well they can hit they can hit your defenses with it yeah and blow that up and then hit you with conventional missiles so it's uh you know the the speed game Andrew Illingworth and I had an interesting conversation about that and so did uh, Stotts who's a kind of a background A and C person that. We call him Stan, but um, I call him Russian hacker actually. But uh, he's around, but kind of uh, just sort of talks to me. But um, he fluently fluently speaks Russian. Uh, he's an American citizen now, it, and just knows a lot about missiles and stuff. Andrew's one of those people who's played so many video games that he can tell you the fucking fourth fifth and sixth generation of, of some rare fucking who cares like this sidearm of a armored vehicle of the something something turkish whatever he's one of them knows about every gun every bullet every this can fire that and this can go this speed and this can go that da, 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 da. and we had a nice discussion about uh this speed game too and russia's you can't just copy oh why doesn't america just build some hypersonic something something you can't. You can't. That's decades away. They're just now starting on it. Yeah, and the so the, the Russians always had like a better uh, missile technology, even in the Cold War. That's why they used their missiles to launch uh, into space after the Cold War because they had they had some kind of a recycling fuel cycle on their rockets. Mm -hmm. That was very hard to do, but they did it through trial and error and uh, they managed to do it and so the u.s actually bought uh, russian missiles to launch things into space after uh, the cold war ended yeah other than the man on the moon which is definitely a, a big deal and kind of like wins the race russia won all the laps except the final one i mean they're the first ones in the face first ones to put a dog in space and a woman and a man First one this, first one that, and but we got to the moon. Well, actually, they landed on the moon, but we put a person on the moon. So, ha ha. <laughs> but yeah. uh, all those Nazi scientists were paid off pretty well. For oh, yeah, Werner von Braun and, well, yeah. <laughs> they, they knew what they were doing. We'll keep these Nazis. They're smart. Yeah, well, uh, the, you're making weapons for us now you know, in space program too. Yeah, the Nazis even had jet fighters at the end of the war. Mm -hmm. Well, they didn't have oil. That was their problem. Russia's got plenty of that. So does the U.S. Yeah, and Russia is now in a, basically in an implicit alliance with China, because uh, China also has a country they don't like existing, and that's Taiwan. And China also China needs oil. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really it's, believe Taiwan's not a threat to China at all. No, you know? but it's a, it's like a, they, they're still reliving the Civil War, so... They want territory, that's all. They want to conquer more people. 
they're not going to get Taiwan um, because the U.S. and Japan and South Korea will all jump in. I can tell you, Japan's just waiting for an excuse. They hate China. Oh, yeah. Huh. And I know China's got the third largest military, but I think Japan and Korea are like ninth and tenth. And specifically, on like destroying naval ships, they're probably number one and two. So, oh, not number one, number one's US, but they're up there. And Taiwan's, you know, I don't know in the ranking, but no slouch itself, large population. And then you add in some support from the U.S., even if it's half of it. Uh, that's too much for China. And it would be a lot of other Asian nations, too. Vietnam, Philippines, they'd all, it'd all be uh, anti-China. Because China's thrown its weight around too much. And as much as a lot of these people hated Japan, it occupied all these places, right? They annexed Korea for 40 years. They took Manchuria and the whole eastern half of China. They took over the Philippines. They took over, um, you know, most Indochina. And yet, they still like Japan more than China. Maybe not Korea, but uh, the rest of them do. And that's uh, how bad these commie fuckers have messed with them economically. Yeah, well, China did that in insane foreign policy, uh, which they, d they dubbed Wolf Warrior Diplomacy. Uh, where they would just be well, very hold on. brazen. Do you think they could? Um, you think they could take over Taiwan the same way they took over Australia? <laughs> well, uh, so uh, it, there are, there <laughs> is substantial economic uh, uh, entanglement between uh, China and Taiwan. Like uh, the company that uh, uh, assembles the iPhone, Foxconn, is a Taiwanese company. That. Uh, mm. And, and so there is uh, there is a lot of uh, economic ties between them, and even some of the parties. The Same with Japan, though. Yeah, yeah. Semiconductors and stuff are from Taiwan, but they're built by Japanese. Yeah, but even some of the major parties in Taiwan have been open to unification with China, um, and uh, there's a reason why the U.S. won't send. Uh, certain weapons to taiwan is because they know it will probably get leaked uh blueprints to china you know it was funny you know who uh <laughs> taiwan and uh south korea both got their first female prime ministers of course uh korea threw theirs in jail but um the first person to congratulate her was donald trump <laughs> recognized taiwan just like that no, we've had this stupid, it's like Israeli nukes. We just have this neutrality, uh, oh, pretend we can't see this type of thing. And we just act like Taiwan is, a, is oh, I forgot my analogy, it's just a dead zone. You just can't see it or whatever. Trump calls them up, hey, you know, congratulations, Taiwan. Colin Powell screwed up on that. He referred to Taiwan as a country and China got all pissed off. But they are a country. They have their own laws, their own currency, their own passports, their own government. I mean, it's a state. You could actually argue they're the original China, and mainland China got taken over. You could argue it should be Taiwan, West Taiwan. Yeah. 
You could also argue there used to be an East and West Pakistan. East Pakistan is now called Bangladesh. West Pakistan is now called Pakistan. What about North Pakistan, well, otherwise known as London? Oh, yes. <laughs> it's getting that way, right? There's West Somali. It's called Michigan. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, nah, but it, they're all, a lot of the neocons and stuff are on the news talking about that. Like, oh, yeah, well, Biden retreats from Afghanistan. He's showing weakness, so everybody's blowing up to him. Russia's going to invade Ukraine, and that will embolden China invade Taiwan. They're not going to invade Taiwan. And I don't think Russia's going to invade Ukraine either. No. They're talking about knocking them off the SWIFT system, though. Yeah, I've, I've seen some reports uh, indicating that Russia might do a coup, but I also doubt that. Uh, no. If they kick them off swift, isn't that going to hurt the Europeans too? Because you know, if they can't get foreign currencies, they're going to go, okay, you just can't have this gas and oil. Have a nice icy winter. Yeah, yeah. And, and Germany uh, is re uh, like uh, gas prices, electricity prices have quadrupled in Europe this year. So... Uh, this is not that is why they don't want to shut down the damn line and yeah. the u.s backed off of that right they're like oh we'll put on economic sanctions and, and swift uh payments but they didn't say anything about shutting off the Nord stream lines anymore because the germans and a lot of other europeans they'd alienate them they're like eh, that ain't happening yeah and and uh, uh qatar just confirmed that we we can't uh, we can't we can't supply gas to that level we we can't we can't help you, basically. Right. Like so, there's no other choice. It is Russia or it's uh, American LNG, yeah. but American LNG is really expensive and it travels by ship. You have to get uh, <laughs> U.S. and Canada combined, maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure if that would even do it, but you're just gonna have to have austerity, bro. That's what they'd say. Mm, or you could just keep the damn line open. I mean, wh what are they worried about? Russia doing? Why don't you just give them the guarantee you're not expanding NATO? Just do it. Well, the, do you need to expand NATO for some reason? Is yeah. there a Soviet Union anymore? No. So what are you doing? Well, so the, the, the Russians asked for a written statement or a written promise from the US, and they've just not done it at all. They don't want to do a commit yeah. to anything in writing. And the Russians are like, just say you won't expand NATO and you won't put missiles in Ukraine. <laughs> but they, they, they can't. They won't. Yeah, because they are going to. They're yeah. not going to get into NATO. Germany would veto it. Yeah, and so would well, France. They could, they could put missiles there. Yeah, France would too. They could put missiles there, though. And uh, Britain and the U.S. sent conventional weapons there already and delivery systems. Yeah, they've really ramped the up the military shipments, too. And, and that was the reason Trump got impeached, because he wasn't aggressive enough on Ukraine. Yep. Oh, have you seen the new phrase the media is using? So What's this? Military shipments to Ukraine have a new uh, definition, a new word they're using in the media. And that word is lethal aid. Yeah, non-lethal aid, lethal aid. Yeah. That's when Obama gave ISIS all those Toyota Hilux trucks. Oh, yeah. They called it non-lethal non -lethal aid. aid. Yeah. 
but even like, though they got all these artillery pieces from Croatia and put them neatly in the trucks and it was became lethal. <laughs> yeah, but uh, isn't lethal aid an oxymoron or close to like aid is supposed to I mean, be how is that humanitarian just send them weapons yeah you could just say we're military aid is what they used to call it but now it's lethal uh, aid yeah <laughs> like oh well, I, you I, can send military aid that's not a weapon it could be like trucks and things like that right sort of logistic stuff and uh auxiliary type of equipment whatever you know like helmets or something lethal is like Weapons. More or less, web they like, offensive weapons and only offensive weapons. I yeah. guess that's the distinction. But I yeah, mean, <laughs> but why? Uh, well, how is that in U.S. interest? You know, there is a certain ethnic population in Ukraine. I believe it's third in the world. And they're all fleeing to a particular place right now. Seventy-five thousand of them is the plan, at least, and. Uh... Their president is of that ilk too. Who? Uh, uh, what a coincidence! Yeah, Cohen. Cohen. Cohen incident. Israel always going to take advantage of a shit situation, right? If yeah. they didn't organize the whole thing. But uh, g given given the allies of the government in Ukraine, which are basically uh, neo-Nazi groups, a lot of them. Uh, the Azov Battalion groups. and these, like the the most hilarious uh, headline to come out of uh, to come out of the Ukraine conflict is a uh, uh, rights group ask Israel to stop sending arms to Ukrainian neo Nazis. It's <laughs> <laughs> just just like beautiful. That was Human Rights well, Watch. We I had, think. Uh... The Jewish agency made a deal, the Havara agreement, with Nazis in the past. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, could you quit doing that? Could you quit helping Nazis, Israel? <laughs> <laughs> that is funny because the propaganda is saying, sounds like they're at odds. But that's that's like saying, oh, yeah, they hate Muslims, like, but they get along fine with Saudi Arabia, Wahhabi factions, and give them weapons and help them in their hospitals. Whoa! <laughs> I did a show earlier today with Corey Hughes that actually went over the a lot of Middle Eastern stuff. I think you'll put it on Rockfin. Six, seven. All right. Buying something. So. Got <clears throat> Ryan is engaging in capitalism. He's. Uh, That's right. Supporting local businesses. Hey, I'm getting hot cocoa milk and some cereal for my kids for the morning. They, oh, did I tell you? Uh, one, the older kid has school, but the younger, well, the youngest one isn't in school yet, but the middle child has no school because one person got corona. So they shut down the whole school every grade. Oh, that's reasonable. And they're just... Very. Yeah, and there's no remote learning because they're four years old. So, <laughs> they, you know, you just, you just go home. Now, I happen to have the type of job, you know, with a computer at my house and stuff, so I can watch them. I'll be there. I can't work while I'm doing it. But it, what am I supposed to do if I didn't have that kind of job? 
Yeah, and what you know, happens just to... Just fucking quit? Be like, sorry, kids' school has grown. I just kind of not work today, you know. What happens to the parents with uh, with the two working parents? Like, uh, how are they gonna yeah. cope? Yeah, I mean, my wife has. I'm I'm working for both of us, but she she does the kind of work that doesn't pay. Basically, being a mom, but she also does most of the errands and shit. She had to go to city hall for some bullshit and just all the stuff we had planned to do while they're in school. I'll be doing what I'm doing now, working, and she was going to handle all this other things. And uh, she's largely responsible for getting us on crypto, because that's a headache, and she went around, you know, a lot. Let's anyway, not talk too much about that. Had to, yeah, had to cancel a lot of stuff. Well, she's she used to work at Import-Export. She knows people. and Anyway, um, he had to cancel all these things we needed to do. <laughs> all the kids are home. Yeah, you know, watching a baby is way easier than watching a baby and a toddler together because they interact with another one another. <laughs> anyway, I thought I just thought it was goddamn ridiculous to cancel school for four-year-olds. If you wanted four-year-olds to go to school, yes, it's Asia. That's normal. Because um, they are not at risk of corona anyway. So what? They probably all had corona. They wouldn't even know. Yeah, well, they've actually done <laughs> studies. They don't get any symptoms. Yeah, they've done studies and shown that uh, teachers are less at risk from catching COVID than o other occupations. So even the children aren't that contagious, even when they're infected, because they don't get symptoms. So, mm -hmm. and I, I assume uh, Japanese children don't go spitting and coughing all over the place. No, and the thing is, most teachers... The, when you first become a teacher, you get all your sicknesses within a week or two because you're, you're in a germ factory. But then you're fine, right? You've had everything. Your body's got antibodies for it. But, yeah, okay, that teacher that got corona should just go home for a few days until it goes away and then come back or whatever because all the teachers are young too. I mean, they're, when you teach preschool, you're usually in your 20s or something. Because no one else would have the energy to be able to do that, right? So they're not really hurt either. Just somebody, oh, I got the, I got the corona. They just want to have a nice week vacation probably. The whole school shut down. The whole school. Everyone else is in school, not his school. But they are true believer Branch Covidians over there. I've been butting heads with them for a while. <clears throat> My older son's school doesn't, it, it's in, they don't care. <laughs> it's like, mm-mm. But they used to, I mean, they used to have them wearing masks, playing soccer and stuff. But I yelled at them, basically, and just went over how stupid it is. I found, like, the other three parents that agreed with me and made a little faction. And we have taken over. Because I want him playing sports. So I'm like, you're not wearing a mask while you're running. Yeah, that's, that's retarded. Yeah, and it's, it's and like, dangerous. I too. know that you know it's retarded, and I know it's retarded. You think it's retarded. We we say, who is making you do it? Just don't do it. Like, you are the school. There's nobody above you. Just don't do it. Or like, look at Nara right next door. They're not doing this shit. 
<laughs> they, they have Nara City. Nara is kind of like New York, New York. They have a city called Nara, and there's a state called Nara. Uh, Osaka, same way. There's Osaka City, Osaka Prefecture. Um, so, yeah, they're just like, Nara's mayor is so based. He's like, yeah, we're going to take this COVID money and spend it on child care. He called Fauci a little demon goblin. That's just that's hilarious. Um, you don't have to wear a mask. You don't actually, you don't have to wear a mask anywhere in Japan, but most people do. But it's not a mandate. I'm like, hey, if you want to wear one, great. But I don't want to, and I don't have to. The one exception is schools. And unless the school itself, the principal, whatever, decides not to do it. And that's what happened with, at my older son's school as I complained every day until I got my way. But a lot of other parents were happy that I did that. They're like, that American guy will do it. He'll, that, and I'm like, yeah, you're right, I am. I'm, I'm not doing this. This is stupid. It's theatrics. I went over all the stuff of how they close businesses at 8. So, oh, what a, at 7.59, there's no corona, but at 8 o'clock, here it comes, like a vampire, and now you got to close. And wearing it at a restaurant, sit down at the table, take it off. It's theater. And you're putting it on kids to scare them. It's an obedience test. You know you know the speech, right? Yeah. And if I finally, they listen. I mean, I don't have to wear a mask anymore. But at my other kid's school, I don't know. He's probably not going to go there anyway in February because I won't be able to afford it. But it's a really great school academically and all that. And he's kind of a gifted kid. Like he does multiplication and stuff already. And uh, I'd like him to be there, even though they have a stupid mask policy. But I am getting sick of their shit. And they are expensive. And we did lose our YouTube accounts. So yeah. I don't know what's happening there. So I would just stick them in a different uh, private school Bad the money But we're going to have to downgrade But it might be in the best interest He might um, I don't know It might be better It might be a better school Some of the public schools in Osaka aren't so bad it's just, I really wanted him where he is Because of English, basically They don't have English anywhere else So oh, That sucks well, maybe we can turn shit around with Rockfin and Substack's been growing. Odyssey's slowly growing. And, you know, Entropy still works. Um, yeah. Uh, we did We did get a boost from... We are selling Anthrax maps now. That uh, helps up some. I just never really could promote that because I lost <laughs> the big channel and then the other two as soon as it was made. That sucks. Yeah, and to be clear, the anthrax maps are not laced with anthrax. We're not doing that. Right. That is not happening. <laughs> yeah, uh, even though I like the Unabomber, I'm not sending weapons in the mail. Yeah, there, there are a timeline <laughs> of anthrax after 9-11. We're not trying to kill you with anthrax maps. Although that is one of the more famous uh, gain-of-function researches was weaponizing anthrax. That's another language game, right? They call it gain of function. Yeah. You mean... Oh, make more lethal. Okay. Make more virulent. Okay. 
uh, Ryan got elevated, uh, but yeah. So they call it gain of function. And we have some news actually about a gain of function, but it's kind of old news, uh, but uh, we can uh, switch to that. And it's uh, from Judicial Watch about uh, a new Fauci agency COVID emails detailed discussions about the Wuhan Institute described Gates Foundation placement of Chinese, represent Chinese representatives on important international councils. So this is uh, old news, but it didn't get enough attention. Uh, are you there, Ryan? Oh, no. Uh, were you reading the Judicial Watch thing? Y yeah, but you fell out. Uh, you ovened yourself. Yeah, it's that, that spot in my house. I turned off the Wi-Fi. It's all good. Yeah, Judicial Watch uncovered that a while ago, but it kind of got ignored. But I felt like since um, this has been corroborated by so many other reports, that Sky News out of Australia, Intercept, and so on, Rand Paul on the Senate floor talking about echo health and gain of function. It's worth it to say, hey, Judicial Watch had this a long time ago. Yeah. I remember seeing it before that even because Pug and I were talking about it in 2020. Yeah. Right, like, like April or May of 2020, that was already known. Oh. Uh, I don't even remember. I, I The COVID stuff pisses me off so bad that it's hard for me to think straight. <laughs> I can't believe everybody complies. Like, when's this going to end? I wish this would end. I'm like, well, have you taken off your mask? No. Well, then it ain't going to end. It ends when you stop obeying. I think it just ended in uh, the Netherlands. Uh, so, I, like, um, excuse my typing. <laughs> the place that postal worker in L.A. couldn't find. Oh, well, where's the... Yeah. Uh, where's in Ireland? Like, so... In the Netherlands? Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, well, they had... I had one calendar returned from Canada... Somebody from Canada, you wrote the wrong address, and I'm not resending it until I get your address, and I'm also not going to chase you down. So, if you live in Canada, because there are only like nine or ten sold there, uh, and you didn't get a calendar, that's because you typed the wrong address. Yes. And I hear the lady waking up. Okay, uh, are we? Is that is that the is that the sign that the stream is ending? Or if she doesn't get them, I'm gonna get them, and then uh, you know what? He can listen to the stream. He don't know what we're saying. He's already awake. Yeah. So. Let me pick him up. I like them when they're in pajamas and they wake up. They're all warm and toasty. So, so, but with the Netherlands, this is now the UK, the Netherlands, Denmark just announced the end of measures and restrictions. Uh, and uh, that puts the end of really, yeah. Oh, that's a that's a this just happened or what? 
Uh, yeah, so so because I know about this, because when the Danes do it, that puts pressure on uh, the uh, on the Norwegian government to follow suit, right? Because we're we're one. Do you think that has a little bit to do with Britain getting rid of mask mandates? Uh, yes, I think I think the what uh, Boris Johnson did has like uh, has a lot of reverberations or consequences for the rest of the eurozone. Um, because that's a much larger country than Sweden. You know, yeah, but w uh, w uh, us Scandinavians stick together and do the same policies and basically copy each other and look to each other as as a metric for uh, how policy implemented policy would affect things uh, it's like the southern united states you know uh, let me see if i can find the uh yeah so here's the story uh, i can switch the scene now so netherlands uh, lifts toughest covid curbs with denmark and france set to follow many eu countries opt to reopen despite record infections as WHO suggests Omicron may signal more manageable phase of pandemic. So they're still doing the fear-mongering over o Omicron uh, while the medical community are happy about Omicron because it's less severe and it causes uh, fewer hospitalizations. So if we continue... Do you think... Uh, oh. I was just going to say, do you think Pfizer's realized everyone that's going to get vaxxed is vaxxed, and the people that still haven't are, are never going to. Well, well uh, there's uh, so uh, Biden was asked uh, if he was going to update the definition of fully vaccinated to only include those who have had the booster. And he dodged that question. And I think he dodged that question because only like 30% have gotten their booster. And people are kind of done with it. So it looks bad yeah. to uh, make it official and publish a number that like, oh, yeah, people aren't people aren't doing as we say anymore. So, yes, I think I think I think they know. I think now we know where the line is for the sheep. Yeah. Triple vaxxed and a booster like four times the charm. Yeah. Only once, twice, three times. Yeah, and they're also like starting to say like we need to get the children between two and four vaxxed, which is also just insane. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but I can read on to the article, at least the headline or the subparagraph. Hmm. Uh, the Netherlands has lifted its toughest COVID controls. Denmark is to remove all restrictions within days. And France will begin easing curbs next week, as many but not all EU con countries opt to reopen despite record infection numbers. Oh, gee, I, that despite annoys Thank me. Thank you, Tim Pool. Yeah, I know. Thank you, Tim Pool. I don't know what this means. This could mean that uh, the COVID pandemic is go going into overdrive and everybody's going to die. But it could also mean that Omicron is less severe. Uh, but we don't know. Let's talk to Jack Murphy. Okay, so that's <laughs> enough Tim Pool. What's Jack Murphy's real name? Uh, Jack Goldman. John Goldman. Gold. Goldman. Yeah, John Goldman. Not Irish. Not Irish. 
Well, uh, he claims one of his parents were, or one of his grandparents, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but they it's stolen valor. Yeah. Why not just use your real name? What's wrong with Goldman? Are you ashamed of that? Well, he said he was. Uh, okay, so his background story for that is that he was doxxed by some uh, jur liberal journalist because of his insanely inflammatory man blog uh, where he wrote about cucking. And uh, so he per created a new persona <laughs> for himself after he was fired from his job as a charter school person. Yes. He was ashamed that he wrote about how much he loved cucking to another man who banged his girlfriend. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, Belgium also uh, announced a slight easing of restrictions despite record infections with bars and restaurants allowed to stay open until midnight. Okay. Man, that's weird. Everything here is open all the time. Yeah. And it's started in Asia. Although Okinawa is really fucked right now because the U.S. military spread it everywhere. They're not sick because they're young, but they're getting all the town people sick. But that is good. Scandinavia. Britain still has... Uh, travel restrictions but they don't have masks that's weird good on them all the process you know that's I the only thing that works coming as a red wave um, well yeah that oh. doesn't quite apply to the european the context truckers, man but yeah the truckers in the canada truckers in canada yeah uh -huh. canadian truckers the geese are coming man yeah, I'm getting conflicting reports because uh, uh, one news story claimed that the GoFundMe f f funds, uh, which uh, are now at five million dollars, uh, were frozen. Uh, but uh, then there's uh, another story here which says it's not frozen. And the mainstream me media reports are uh, not accurate. I would guess that they would get frozen. That's what they did to Rittenhouse. Yeah, but he's Go a bit more contentious. Well, why would you use? Why would you use GoFundMe? Why don't you use one of these offshoots that's not going to freeze your funds? Yeah, well, um, okay. By by the way, I always forget this when I list shit I've been censored on, but I'm not allowed to use GoFundMe either. Yeah. Also not allowed to use Kickstarter. Oh, GoFundMe's other thing, I think they own it, is Indiegogo. And I'll, I'm oh. allowed on there, but only if I make my campaign completely ridiculous. Like we were going to build a 300-foot Care Bear balloon. That's how I financed the trip to Ireland. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was hilarious. But uh, it's... Uh, so... So the media report that says uh, the GoFundMe cash is not frozen is from a Ezra Levant uh, outlet. If you know you who, that is. who that is, well, yeah, he's uh, 
He's the brainchild behind Lauren Southern and basically the kosher far right in Canada. I don't, is that a good explanation? No, he's not the brainchild of Lauren Southern. He is the brains behind Lauren Southern and the kosher far right in Canada. Uh, well, she left. Yes, she left. But a lot of the rest of them, it's like the uh, Stephen Crowder type of crowd, you know. The, yeah. Uh, Martinez and whatever, it's the Tommy Robinson types, you know, but Canadian. Um, and the reason Lauren Southern left is because he wanted everybody to kowtow to Israel and he sent a bunch of them over on a trip there. And she's like, I'm not doing that. She's not really pro-Palestine or Israel. She's like, I don't know much about that issue and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so they were going to fire her. So she leaves and then out came all this dirt about who she slept with or this or that, you know, trying to smear her. But she's married with a kid now and just sort of like, screw these people. But this was a girl that blew up for doing very little, right? Yeah. Just big, you know, if you're a cute girl on the internet, you can do a story and suddenly you're a super journalist. Migration but, bad. Listen to me. <laughs> yeah, I said what the, everyone else has been saying all year. Hey, <laughs> but, you know, watch, I'll flip my hair. How I flip the hair. You can, what are you going to do now? Nah, it's not her fault. I mean, that's how the internet is. Simp's gonna simp. Yeah. But she um, is still in contact with a good friend of mine. And yeah, Rebel News is disgusting. It's really bad. I don't trust them. Uh, yeah, so this isn't Rebel News. This is Western Standard. Source. But uh, it's. Same thing. Yeah, basically. But I, I like, like weekly but, standard. yeah, but I don't believe they would just lie about this. Like, you can still donate money to the trucker convoy, and okay, well, the, but the organ could have been frozen in the it Who's saying it was frozen? Uh, oh, let me find the story. Uh, All right, so. That just seems like something GoFundMe would do. So, Freight Waves said it. Mm. Which I assume is a brand magazine for truckers. Let they me... would be paying attention to it. It could be some QAnani stuff. Who knows? Uh, That's why I hate this. Well... The Globe and Mail says uh, the Globe and Mail said uh, that GoFundMe was withholding 4.5 million from the trucker convoy, uh, but that might also just be yeah. like um, a purposely blackpilling propaganda uh, put out to dissuade the truckers from continuing with their plans. If you understand, how do they, who's going to redistribute all that to them? I'm curious. It seems like somebody just made millions of dollars on GoFundMe and said, yeah, this is for the truckers. Well, you, you have to redistribute it or else you'll put, be put in jail. So the organizer is Tamara Lich, and she's she's uh, she is on her way to Ottawa right now. So 
I don't know how much organizing she can do, but they have a finance. How much uh, does it cost to put all those truckers in a room and gas? It's, I mean, probably in the hundreds of thousands, but five million. Like, what happens to the rest of the money? Yeah, but they're, they they can't just they can steal do it. it longer. I hope not. <clears throat> I'm skeptical about these kind of things. Yeah, but like, okay, so like, uh, if if. Uh, if the organizers of of the convoy was of a certain group, I'm sure they could steal it. But uh, right. But well, if you did it, yeah. But if you're organizing, Wood stole Kyle Rittenhouse's money. Yes, but uh, mm-hmm. so but since this is a genuine movement uh, oppositional to the government, I'm sure they're going to be heavily scrutinized, and I wouldn't do anything illegal with that money. It's like, uh, look what happened to Steve Bannon over that uh, weird "we build a wall" fundraising. He got uh, arrested on the yacht of uh, Miles Guo, uh, the Chinese billionaire behind Getter. So you get arrested. Oh, that's him. Yes. Didn't he? Was he the guy that swindled all that money out of Malaysia? Uh. Well, well, that's a different. Um... I just know that he was like uh, he was accused of being a rapist by the Chinese Communist Party, but that might just be something to do with every guy that uh, 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 loses out in a corruption battle to see who will f- <laughs> land on top, which I feel like a lot of I- internal intrigue in China is just like who can make the right moves. It's just something billionaires do. They rape. Yeah. Well, especially in China, too, because it's like it's almost accepted that you can do that to your female employees. That's just part of the job. Yeah. It's called the pink ceiling. Uh, which Is country did you say? Malaysia? Yeah. Yeah, I find no mention. A different billionaire. Yeah. Different billionaire. Yeah. There is um. <clears throat> there's something fishy with the billionaire raping people, and because in China prostitution is so widespread, it's basically every corner of any city is people trying to give you a hand job or suck your dick or something. And it just seems like a billionaire could have a new harem every day if they want to do why why get into rape guess they want what they can't have they want someone who doesn't want it i don't know uh they want somebody respectable but there's a relationship between they lose face if they sleep with a <laughs> prostitute i don't know <laughs> gotta be some high-end hook no they don't care in china some high-end hookers i mean it's gotta be i don't know um, if you're a billionaire, I figure you could pull that off. I don't know. I guess he's fat and ugly. Who knows? The getter guy is disgusting. Yeah. And I don't know why you would start a business like that and act just like Twitter. If you're going to censor people, I mean, the whole reason people are jumping ship is because of the anti-censorship. Otherwise, be on Twitter. There's a hell of a lot more eyeballs there than any of the new ones. So you're really you're doing what D Live did or Trovo did. You start banning people, and everyone lose just leaves. They go, oh, well, I'll be next, so I don't want to be on here. Go to Gab. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, even uh, you might not like this, but even joining Getter is implicitly saying that you agree with uh, the censorship and certain people shouldn't be allowed to speak. Yeah, I was on it for like a week and I deleted the app. Yeah, because uh, like. My name's there. Yeah, because I don't know. Everyone should be allowed to speak and uh, people do on Gab and it's unpleasant, but it's also fun. Um, all you got to do is not read it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like that? Follow that person. Pretty simple. I like this this news about Scandinavia, though. Um, it did. Did it have any more details about France? Like, what do you mean lessening the restrictions? How so? Uh, let me. Uh, find that's that. that's a huge country. Okay. Uh, so I'll read from the Guardian article. Uh, France on. Tuesday reported a new daily record of 501,635 new cases, but again, while hospital admissions have risen, only about half as many patients are in intensive care as during previous waves, and the number have been falling since the 12th of January. The health minister, Oliver Veron, said the peak of the current coronavirus wave should be reached within the next few days, while the Prime Minister, Jean Castex, last week announced a timetable for lifting COVID restrictions from the 2nd of February. Castex says France's vaccine pass required since Monday to enter restaurants, cinemas, and other public venues would allow audience capacity limit for concert halls and sports and other events to be lifted with working from home also no longer mandatory for many employees and face masks not needed outside okay so they're still doing the vax pass yeah they're still doing masks inside yeah they're just allowing their cultural uh, scene to start having concerts and movies again well, at least they can have crowds somewhere again. It's... Yeah, but uh, it's like uh, Macron. Uh, uh, the thing is, Macron can't really talk about politics when he's campaigning. So he just decided to demonize the unvaxxed. And he, he said the f phrase uh, in French in a speech, which was to drown them in shit. That was about the unvaccinated. Uh, so, wow. So he's, he's What's doing... What's that called? E eating Japanese food? What'd you say? <laughs> to drown them in shit. Emil. I love hearing like how other languages cuss and like yeah. put downs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> There's a phrase in Arabic and it's like fuck your mom with a thousand dicks or something. Jesus. And I just I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> Big arena is open. Let me see. Uh, refresh on this. If you want to chat on Entropy or Odyssey, both are open. Looks like a couple new followers on 
whatever oh, that's so I'm looking at the wrong screen sorry I'm gonna look at the Odyssey arena you can send the Odyssey crypto as well out of nothing you said it to ask a question so it's stressed it here somebody sent the GoFundMe link thank you for that freedom convoy looks like it's still up yeah, but um, so it could have been black pill propaganda. That doesn't mean the funds are uh, accessible, though. Yeah, but it's pretty cool to see five point three million raised. Really, people really came together for the truckers, but they're also saying, "Yeah, fuck the it's fuck the government and COVID and all that. We're tired of it." And if the truckers pull a Jimmy Hoffa, they could get that done. Yeah, they they have the nation by the balls. They can shut down everything. They got them by the short hairs. We'll see. I've got a bounce, man. Um, yeah, uh, no problem. I'm trying to get Jeremy McKenzie on in the morning, my time, uh, around 8 or 7, Canadian East Coast, to... Uh, He's there in the middle of it so to talk about it. So Yeah. Uh, if you can just get him on phone but not on video, that's also, like, it's not that important. Just get him to call. I'll get him. Yeah. yeah. I'll get her, get her done. Get her done. Oh, somebody talks about Ontario here in, in Entropy. Not as a chat, but I'll read it anyway. The same stupidity is going on here in Ontario, Canada. The response to COVID is shut down operations. It's so ludicrous. Um, right, just curious. I heard Lauren Southern is doing stories on there being no proof of native deaths at their boarding schools in Canada. I take it that's only bogus. She can't possibly be that stupid. You know, there is a crowd, this, like, pro-white crowd that's like, we didn't kill Indians. Dude, you did. <laughs> the whole continent of people wiped out. And some of that was definitely through war and disease and boarding schools. You know, I ain't one of these people. I don't want reparations or anything. But, you know, I will. Uh, you got to admit that this happened. I'm not into atrocity denial. It's like saying there was no Irish potato famine. There was no Holdemore. There was no... Yeah, there was. How are you going to get reparations from that? It's the same race killing itself. <laughs> it just... The boarding school thing went on for 200 years. It is undeniable. And they died in those schools. In fact, do you know what year the U.S. finally allowed Native American parents to say, no, you can't forcibly take my kid and stick him in boarding school? Uh, want to take a guess? Was it in the 70s? 80s? Bare, almost 80s. 1978. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is so bad. We do have a shekel check from the Wolf6WL. says, shekels for the stream. Sends a high five. Thank you, Stress and 6W. Also, Josh R. on Entropy. This is sort of the European time zone we're testing out here with Odyssey. I think we should maybe do a walk and talk um, 
for the Americans. Although it'd be hard for you. I think it's like three a.m. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. Okay. Well, if you if you tell yeah, me ahead of time, I can wake up at that time. But but well, maybe Pug and I could do it. Yeah, if you could get Pug, that I'm would talking, be great. Well, he's been uh, he's been MIA for a while. <clears throat> I am going to write Peter Kionis. See what's going on. And uh, I've got some Ukraine stuff to do. Yeah. So I'm going to hop off here. I'm still working, but I'm going to work till about... I'm going to stay up till 3. Because <laughs> with my kids home, this is the only time I can do it. But All right. Um, thanks for the talk. I hope you guys enjoyed it. This was our first Telegram Odyssey combo chat. So, privilege. <laughs> All right. Peace. See ya.